On this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus, we are eating food at Ace Cafe. I'm so fun. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus John Busdecker. And I'm the motorcycle revving in your, I don't know, bedroom something. <laughs> I'm Brendan O'Connor. Why is there a motorcycle <laughs> in your bedroom, Brendan? <laughs> Why isn't there one in yours? I like how, so uh, last week we were at Standard Motorcycle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This week we were at Ace Cafe in downtown Orlando. All I'm hearing is that we are bad mo's. That's right. And well, neither one say. of us know how to drive a motorcycle. <laughs> I want to swear now. We were we off air swear. last time. We can't swear this time. No. Jack thanked me today on the Colbert Show, Jack uh, Bradshaw, for always airing on the side of caution and not just saying bad words. There you go. And it's hard. Yeah. Him yeah. and I went and saw a friend show. Together. Yeah, together. I his, know. His wife was there. <laughs> <laughs> I said on air that you were my favorite third third wheel. That's all right. Yeah. I'll take it. Always take a good it. third wheel, John. Yes. But yeah. we're yeah, we're here at Ace Cafe in downtown Orlando. If you've never been, uh, it's hard to miss really off of I-4. It's a huge complex and it's been here a few years. Kind of bikes and classic cars. Daytona meets England meets Orlando. Yeah, it's a cool <laughs> space. And they got all kinds of food and burgers and, and beers. and. It used to be a concert space. Before the, my time. was The Edge, I think yes. is what it was yeah, called. Yeah. When I toured it here, this guy pointed at a metal beam that's very close to us and said, that's where... Eddie uh, Vedder. Eddie Vedder hung from the thing and yeah. kicked someone in the face. <laughs> or a security guard. Memories. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I love it. Here on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods, including Colonial Town and Colonial North. I was just asked by a, a listener why we never say Colonial Town. Because we don't cover them. Yeah, We well, hate them. <laughs> no, we don't hate them. The black hole of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anytime you miss an episode, you can go over to SoundCloud or iTunes. Google Play. All those places where you can find podcasts. And you can read all of this stuff on bungalower.com. You can also follow Instagram and Facebook and even Twitter. We have an award-winning Instagram, so uh, get on it. Who gave you an award? Orlando Weekly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's legitimate then. Not an Orlando Sentinel, although we did just get a link back. I, I saw. And a tip of the hat, John. All right. That was probably the first time they've done that, and I have to say it's probably – I know why we got it. So we should probably say why you got it. We got <laughs> – I wrote it – that story that we were teasing last week about Church Street and the probable close demolition of – Church Street Ballroom and the Orca Garden. Yes. Uh, and possibly Cheyenne Saloon. You haven't confirmed that yet, nope, though, right? they're not telling us nothing. And uh, we wrote about it, and it was we shared it on the Monday, which was a holiday, and, and I'm assuming everybody had the day off for Orlando Sentinel. So they had a young reporter who I, Williams. Michael. Uh, Michael Williams. Michael Williams, yeah. who uh, was very nice and said he got scoop from us. And then, <laughs> which was the first time that's ever happened, <laughs> And then he said, click here to read more. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> we should probably talk about the story instead of the story. It's all that matters. The story. All that matters is the story. No, the actual story. You go ahead. I'm going to put a straw on. Oh, the Orchid Garden and the Church Street Ballroom is going to be torn down. Yeah. For Lincoln, the Lincoln Property Company is who bought that whole land 
parcel. This is the same people building that high-rise right next to it, Yeah, right? it's like a mixed-use high-rise. It's going to have a sunrail station in the bottom floor, a hotel, office space. SunTrust is actually moving their offices over from SunTrust Plaza into there, which is why now it's called the SunTrust Plaza at Church Street Station, Something I believe, like is the long, mouthful. crazy name. Yeah, right? <laughs> you won't hear me complaining so, about a mouthful. So, uh, I, I do think some people were not so happy about this big demolition. They're beautiful buildings. It They're is. Beautiful interiors. Probably some of the most remarkable interior architecture. The outside's... I could care less about. Yeah, inside's cool though. Beautiful, and, and it's it it's sort of interesting. You know, when it was built, it was built in the '80s, so it's not like it's historic. Not historic, but to so do they're not protected. That kind of thing in the '80s when I feel like a lot of people were just like, let's just build a building and and make it ugly, like right. to actually take the time to make it cool. So this is where I have an issue: is the sense that in Canada you can have like a historically significant thing, but you can also have a culturally significant piece of property or architecture, and then it's protected. Um, Bob Snow, who built those, is culturally significant in Orlando, in downtown Orlando. He shaped that whole district. Um, Cheyenne Saloon is filled with stuffed animal heads of animals that he shot himself. We can talk, we can talk about Cheyenne Saloon in a second. Let's get... But These I'll, ones that are for sure orchid garden yeah, ballroom, and, and the thing like I've only I've probably been to two or three events there. I, I haven't been to a ton of events. Orlando there. Weekly has their bite event there, so yeah. this will be the last one they ever have. It's like I said, it's a cool space, really I mean, pretty. Does it get used every week? I mean, is it? Yeah, yeah. Not for public events, but it's it's booked. It's like booked fairly solid through the next year. Ah, and Puff and stuff who handles the catering there for this company was told that they would be given a year's notice before anything happened. They were booked up through the year, and then they were told by the property owner, all right, you're done in November. That's like, what, six months for now? Yeah, I think like I said that. nine, six but it's months. six months. Um, that's crazy. So now they have to, that's half a year of weddings and things that they're going to have to reschedule. And And kudos to the event community here locally that has risen to the challenge to try to help relocate those people in those events uh, I heard that from like I heard from a bunch of people who are helping out the ceviche space across the street because they have a beautiful yeah event it's cool in there we've, we've done a show there they got yeah. a cool space too you didn't get to do the tour I after. didn't I had to go that night beautiful um, they have a whole floor that's not even being used true and and you know as, as sad as this is probably to say i'm sure it, it all boils down to money i mean I, i'm sure you can make more money yeah, air with rights. a big high rise it's a two-story three-story building than you can with an event space yeah and that's they want to be making big Millions, bank you yeah. can have like and a 12-story building there right yeah. why why wouldn't you yeah i get i mean i get it it's just sort of why it, can't you build around it you can build on yeah. top of it you yeah. don't have to like knock it down any you didn't talk to the actual owners of the did you talk to the owners of the people that are no that are no, they're, not, they're, they're not answering anybody's questions ah. right now are they based here or are they out of state they have a local office ah. here. Uh, all right well yeah you know if you know go uh get your event and go see it before it's gone because it is a is a cool space they got some cool things in there too like cool windows and just it's a fun spot so right check it out yeah, I hope I hope they can figure check out it out while you can. I at least hope they save the pieces that are inside those venues because, like, 
It's a remarkable collection of stuff. The the even the windows in Orchid That's what I mean. The windows are just cool, gorgeous. Yeah. And we're getting some food here in front of us. Food's we got some, showing up. Uh, we got burgers and a big nacho. I think uh, those sliders, those are looking good. Yeah, they are. We got some uh, wings and some fish tacos, maybe. Those shrimp are shrimp ta- tacos. Shrimp tacos. Well, Brendan can't eat those. He'll die. Shellfish. But uh, <laughs> this looks good. But we're going to keep chatting we'll keep here chatting. With, with, Cyan, with Cheyenne Saloon. Once again, that hasn't been confirmed. That we need a nacho. Keep talking. That they're knocking Cheyenne Saloon down. It's all kind of next to each other, if you're not familiar with it. Right on Church Street, right by I-4. Uh, that's one that I... I've only lived here 10 years, and so I was never here during, like, the heyday of Church Street. But even just being here since 2010, Brendan, I've never thought they have fully used that space, Cheyenne Saloon. I've been there when the Orlando City Soccer announced that they were getting a team and all that, uh, MLS team. That was a huge night, tons of people. There's been a bunch of, like, political rallies there. They do events there. Yeah. But explain to me why that place couldn't just pack them in on weekends. Church Street. Oh, man. I'm getting in trouble lately because I've written a, a couple. They're not, like, negative. I'm not coming for Church Street, but there's been a, in yeah, a string. Yeah, well, we talked about a few things. There's, they're under attack. Church Street is under attack. And okay. <laughs> Their parking is pretty much gone. Public parking that people are used to using. Surface parking yes, is what Orlandoans want to use. They don't like to use parking garages. All right, but downtown stays busy and people walk. It does. But here's a transition that's happening. I was just talking about this uh, with somebody else. Downtown is becoming for downtowners. I don't think it's really a destination anymore it's hard to sell it to people because it's there are barriers for entry if you want to go downtown i, I agree you, right? i agree with that a little bit they're not tough barriers if, it, if you're in new york you're gonna walk like 10 blocks true and it's part of the it's part of the adventure orlandoans don't like to walk far they don't like don't like to walk and they don't like to walk far and they want easy parking on the curb in front of their business. I'm not saying that's the right thing. I'm just saying that that's what I'm seeing. And Church Street is a tough sell now, even though it has some great, wonderful restaurants and businesses, but really it's like a special event district. I agree. And you're going to go there if you're going to like pre-party for the soccer game. You're going to go there if you're going to catch something at Amway and they'll have a street party. But like... Rarely are you going to see people driving in from Maitland to have dinner at like Hamburger Mary's unless there's a sequence. I think part of the reason is, Brendan, is that there's so many great places all around Central Florida that I don't need to go downtown to have an awesome burger or an awesome dinner or whatever because Maitland has great places. Winter Park has great places. There's great places all over, so you don't have to come downtown. Everyone is so bombarded with choices. Usually, people just want to choose the easiest thing. I'm I'm part of that group. Right? I mean, if if it's up to me and it's six six thirty on a Tuesday, I'm probably going to go somewhere in College Park because it's close to my house. <laughs> yes, it's close to your house, and and there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of why there's main streets. That's why this burrowing burrowization. New right? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. districts. Yeah. That's what districts should be doing. People should be traveling less. And, and then maybe maybe that's what you do going forward, Brendan, is say, well, 
instead of trying to cater to everybody else, let's make downtown for downtown. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But at the moment, we don't have enough density in downtown to support all of these different venues and businesses. And if you're talking about trying to fill, what is that, 8,000 square feet in Cheyenne Saloon? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, what what regular business could do that much? Uh, how many burgers are you going to have to sell in ribs at Cheyenne Saloon to all make right. that worthwhile? True. To have it as an open 24-hour, seven business, that's a tough sell for that big square I think footage. of like Cowboys. Like Cowboys attracts people from all over. But look granted, at, the parking there is a little easier. Yes, it is. But, I mean, let's be honest, and it's not exactly in the 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 best part of Orlando. They don't care. You can park in that lot, drink your face True. off, and then take your cab or whatever back to the college dorms over at Disney and World. And that's what right? they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's it's ease of access. All right. In and out. Drink your face off, leave. And, <laughs> I, and I don't know. It's difficult to do that here in downtown Orlando. And so if you're going to try and fight that, good uh, luck. I mean, I guess just keep making stuff that makes people want to come downtown. Right. Right? If that's what your goal is. Or you just yeah. make downtown for downtown. Yeah. I th- And then and then you're going to find, once it's made for downtown and downtowners are just supporting downtown themselves, you're going to find uh, people will want to come downtown because that's where the scene is. Yeah. 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 All right. Right. Our producer is about to go shout at these people next to us. What, what else we got, Brendan? <laughs> What else we got? Uh, it's official. We finally wrote about Due Amice, that new Italian place. Oh, this is the one in College Park. College Park, Park finally so wrote about another it. Another Italian place. Another, And I want to say another is probably a misnomer because Kingfish was apparently an Italian restaurant. Oh, I've eaten there. I I don't I don't even know what they thought they were. Apparently, they thought they were like American Italian. They weren't. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, I've been there and I looked at their menu and you're like, are you a burger place? Are you a pizza place? Right. Are you, like they had all kinds of stuff, which is fine. They don't I know. Guess. They don't know. Yeah. Well, they're not open anymore. And they're not open. And no. so I don't know if it's the same owners. I don't know. Because, again, the same people who don't who didn't have enough foresight to say what they were. Are having issues answering emails. So they're uh, they're opening. They're actually building like a patio on the side. I noticed like a pagoda or something. There's or no permits. Veranda. No permits were pulled. Oh, there's nothing. So right. I I guarantee it's going to take a little bit of time. It's next city- door to an Italian restaurant that makes <laughs> pasta. I, I know, John. We'll see. I can't. I just can't. What? There's not. It's hard for me. I can't put into words. Obviously, I'm having an issue <laughs> talking. What happened to taking a look at the market? Sitting back, what's missing? I what? can tell you what's missing. I've always said I would love for there to be an Indian restaurant in College Park. Now, once again, I'm not saying that it's going to do amazing. I just would love it to be there. I think it would do great. There. Because there isn't one. So there is a Chinese restaurant. There is an Asian restaurant. Jade, there's a Chinese barbecue. There's not a, a barbecue place. Uh, that would be great. There's going to be a Mediterranean place, which is awesome. That's um, going to do really well. I'm excited about the Mediterranean place. Yeah. yeah. I could eat grape leaves all day, every day. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a, a, another like cool bar would be good. There's really not a bar in College Park. I mean, there's... 
There's the local. There's there's not like a nice bar. There's one at Rustique, but like What's just the a bar. Uh, the one with the green sunshades, Ragazzi's. Yeah, I mean that's a pizza restaurant, and it's fine. It's been there a long time. They do well. They have a little hole in the wall bar in the back, which yeah, I think no, is pretty I like cute. it there. But I wouldn't like go there to get a cocktail. I wouldn't like go out of my way. Why isn't there just like a fancy little cocktail place there? I don't know. Maybe they just think too many families live you know there what? and they won't go get them. Dubstred. Yeah. So I feel it's like a restaurant though. Yeah, but it's also where all those like business people are they going do. for and, an, and after. You know, I they do well. I mean, say what you want about Dub's Dread. I mean, when when I have like relatives come into town, yeah. usually older, like that's where we go because there's something for everybody. Last there. time I was there was with Zach from the. He's the owner of uh, Jimmy Hula's. Shout out to Jimmy Hula's, and he took us out and. I had way too much to drink at Dubstrad. <laughs> There's just something about Dubstrad when you're sitting out on that like sunny patio watching rich people play golf. Yes. Like you want to keep drinking. I mean, it's a cool patio. Like I said, their food's decently priced and it's always yeah. pretty good. Historic building. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great spot. There's not a lot of places yeah. like that. I like in, being in Orlando. the orbit of money. <laughs> I like that. I like to orbit around it. Mm-hmm. I'm like the Pluto. That's why you hang out with me. Yeah. you're rich in wealth yeah not really rich in just emotional wealth yeah Yeah. i'm staring at this food at ace cafe that we haven't i haven't touched yet we still got we still got some more time a few more minutes yeah talk more uber uber has scrubbed the launch of their jump bike share system what happened they're just not into it not there's too many bikes here i guess there's too many they won't say what or why they're just saying uh, we're just taking a moment to like reassess what we're doing. This follows John on a tease from Lime Bikes that they might be pulling out their bikes. Really? In the favor of putting in e-scooters. Putting in what? E-scooters. They're saying get rid of the bikes. Everybody wants scooters. Nobody oh. wants to pedal. They just want electric assist scooters. So they're going to pull out apparently Bikes from like UCF and Florida and putting these scooters. The issue is you can't have scooters in Florida. It's not legal. Miami can do it because it's Miami and they can do whatever they want to do. And they haven't been like really? hammer has not come down. But what Orlando's they, not going to take that risk. Scooters in the summer, but bikes in the winter here. Uh, Apparently that's part of their model. Okay, because in Detroit, move, I was telling you, they don't have their they don't put them in Detroit yeah, in the winter because nobody's going to ride. They them. pull them and then they rotate them around the country. Yeah, interesting. Let's do it. The chef from Ace is like staring at us, like, why is aren't he? they eating the food? Yeah, we're going to eat it. Food? We're gonna. There's a lot of food here, man. There is a lot of food. It's a lot of food. They just brought out a Reuben that looks oh fantastic. Wait, that that's for us I think too. That's for us too. Oh it looks amazing. Gosh. There's like chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Oh, that's crazy. I know. Misty is here. She's our sales exec. She's going to be doing potentially a locavore. So if she finds a dish that she's really into here tonight, she's going to show us how to make it at home. Nice. Uh, do we have time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. The city just launched their food waste collection service. I know a little bit about this. Do you want to talk about uh, it? Sure, I'm sure. So check. the food waste recycling program... Uh, my my wife, Leanne, is the one who sort of heads up this. So they've been doing this a long time with uh, restaurants. Like you can, you can uh, 
recycle your food and they take it out to a facility that turns it into energy. They've recently launched a new initiative where uh, residents can do this. So you obviously can compost in your backyard. They've been they've been pushing that for several years. But this thing is that it's for people that maybe can't compost, maybe you live in an apartment. Also, there's... Or you just don't want to. Well, or you don't want to. Or there's things that you can't compost. You're not supposed to compost meats and bones and things like that. Dairy. All that. Yeah. yeah. So the food waste program, uh, you can. So you can bring it to some drop-off points. Right now, there's three, I believe. Uh, The Audubon Park Market, which is on Mondays. Uh Uh-huh. The Paramore. Paramore Market on Saturdays. And the Lake Eola Market on Sundays. And so... Uh, they have their bins out there, and you can bring it, and you can dump it in their bins, and they'll take it out. And like I said, this this food gets turned into energy that goes back into the grid. And we here in Central Florida are one of the few places, I want to say in the southeast, and, and I guess in the country then, but really in the southeast that has this type of uh, facility that can do this. So it's very unique that we have it. Uh, helpfully, because I was like, who's going to carry this for a week? I like just being able to throw it in the compost. Throw it in the freezer. Put it in the freezer in that's a bag. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. I didn't even think about that. You just put your compost in the freezer. You don't get any flies or anything. Everything's great. Yep. And then yeah. you just put it in the uh, either in the compost or in the food waste Amazing. recycling. I guarantee Scotty Campbell would be like, then you got trash in your freezer. Freezer not trash. Freezers are scraps. for berries. Fre- <laughs> freezers. Are for food, it's not scraps. Food scraps. <laughs> uh, hey, let's go to break. We'll let's come on break. back. This bungalow on the bus. Hear, us, uh, hear all your stuff when you come back. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> Orange County Library System wants to make sure that you know about these three things. Kick off adult summer reading with 15 views of Orlando. Starting June 4th, visit our Instagram stories at OCLS each day to read a different chapter in this book from local publishers, Borough Press. Sewing, gift bags for every occasion, takes place at our Washington Park branch on June 4th. Impress that special someone with a gift bag made by your own hands. Some skills are required for this class, so check OCLS.info for more information. Celebrate summer with Redaps. This freestyle rap and improv group uses hip-hop to create a -a one-of-a-kind musical every time they perform. Free Daps will be at our Alafea branch on June 6th. Learn about these three things and much more at OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. That's OCLS.info or 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdegger. And I'm your last French fry, Brendan O'Connor. Last French fry. We have so many French fries in front of us. <laughs> we're, we're here at Ace Cafe uh, right in downtown Orlando. If you've never been, uh, kind of hard to miss. It's a huge space, lots of bikes outside and classic cars. We've and, been sampling uh, a huge spread of food. They just kept bringing us food. People do that when they see us. Not all the time. Sometimes, like, no, don't get me wrong, we usually get a good spread, but I think this is the most we've ever gotten. There's literally a piece of bread pudding the size of my face, and I need to see, I and took Brandon, a picture. you got a big face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is but, a big face. But we have nachos and wings and chili and burgers and... And we have a, 
a chicken and waffle sandwich. Peanut butter fish. pie. Peanut butter pie. We have so much food here, Brendan. Chili. So we're going to stop now and just eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go, uh, They've got some events. We'll give them a shout out. Yeah. On Sunday, June 16th, they're having a super dad car show and buffet brunch. All-you-can-eat buffet brunch and car and bike show. The first 20 reservations get a free Ace Cafe pint glass. Cool. Those who attend can also enter to win cool prizes that are sure to make dad happy. Do you have to be a dad? I got, I wonder if the prize is like your mom gets a day off. <laughs> That'll make dad happy. <laughs> brunch is $21.95. You can add on bottomless mimosas for another 12 bucks. Then, Saturday, June 22nd, Mopar Outlaws at the Ace. This is the one of the biggest Mopar. I don't know what that is. Mopar only meets around. Come check out hundreds I think, I think of like awesome car. cars. Some sort of car thing. Well, what kind of car? Yeah, antique. antique. Cool. Yeah, that shows how much of car people we are. Yeah, and I'm just here to eat the fries. Yeah. And they have, they have really, they have regular car meetups here. Yeah, they do. Generally, it's a different theme every night. And they all come and hang out. And then on June 23rd, there's Game of Thrones trivia. If you're missing the House of Stark already, you can join them for Sunday Fun Day at the Ace and enjoy some Game of Thrones trivia. Sweet. Teams must be four, five, or six people. No less. No less? Nope. Uh, You'll get out. Right. Winners receive cash prizes, Ace Cafe gift cards, cards, and Game of Thrones swag. There will be a costume I've only, contest. I've only seen the first season. You think there are going to be some spoilers if I go? Yeah. Okay. I, I better not go. <laughs> Can you imagine just a season? Season one, Game of Thrones trivia. <laughs> Spoiler free. <laughs> they should be one. I can just be that guy that's like, uh, no spoilers, please. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. 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 Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. If you want to yeah. see more, you can go head on over to our calendar. At bungalore.com, free parking at Ace Cafe. Yeah, if you're just joining us, we talk about all things Orlando here on Bungalow on the Bus. You can go to bungalore.com. You can check out some of our old episodes, uh, old vintage episodes. Vintage. Classics. Yeah, like aged. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Google Play or iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We just released a bonus episode of Bungalow on the Bus. It's actually Bungalow without the bus. That's what we should call it when I do it. You should. You should. It could be just the bus when you do yours. Uh, with Michael Perkins from the Orange County Regional History Center talking propaganda all about the museum. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty cool. Like they're going to have an auction for all of these old things from their interior entranceway. Oh, interesting. They took down all of these old things that were custom made for them, like giant life-size mermaids. And yeah, I saw that. Like flamingos and oranges well, yeah. and a little bit of everything. An orange bird that was like made just for them. There's no other orange bird like it. So pretty cool. And they'll be auctioning that off this August. You can hear them talk about that. Cool. On the bonus episode. Want to hear a boring thing? Of course. I'm sure our <laughs> listeners want to hear something boring Super as well. boring. Well, maybe I won't talk about it. No, let's hear it. Now I'm, now I'm interested. I don't want to talk. It's no about longer boring. City Hall is increasing the budget for facade grants. Oh, Before tell me more, <laughs> Brendan O'Connor. I'll lay it down for you, John. <laughs> maybe I'll say it's sexy and make it more. They're going to increase Not it helping. from 5000 to 40000 Whoa, that's, not, that's That was big. the old range. That was the old range. Oh. Now it's even... Bigger. Say it's sexier. It's even bigger. <laughs> it's so big, John. How now big is it? 
fifteen thousand yeah. to like a hundred and twenty thousand. Oh so many. So big. Can you handle so that much? Big. Facade? I don't know what I do with all that <laughs> facade, Grant. I just have to like look at it for a little bit. <laughs> You'd figure out a place to put it. I'd figure out where to put it for sure. <laughs> my eyes might be bigger than my stomach, but I don't care. <laughs> We're still talking about facades or not? <laughs> I think now I'm looking at the French fries. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, this is a program that the city does. They give grants to people who are repurposing older buildings. They can't be like a five-year-old building. It's got to be. Uh, well, they just keep knocking down buildings that are old. They do. Oh, I can't laugh at that. That's too true. Um, it's interesting to see. It's a cool program. I love that they're seeing enough feedback. And, and enough need for it that they're going to increase that. I should put a facade of my house and then get a grant for it. No. Does it, not, does no. it work like it's that? It's retail and commercial. I'll sell retail stuff and commercial. My house. <laughs> you already do. <laughs> booty. <laughs> <laughs> sell your booty like a pirate. <laughs> uh, Colonial Malucky's Market opening. It's happening. Is that a sentence? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you said all the words that make up a sentence. <laughs> but all mixed up. I am, I'm Canadian. English isn't my first language. I just pretend. Is it open or is it opening? Opening June 19th. The all Lucky's right. Market at Colonial Landing. Are they going to build one on my side of town? Never. I'm tired of these ones. You'll be getting something in that packing district. I hope so. Oranges. Yeah. Or a big old facade grant. <laughs> <laughs> Before you know it, it'll just be sneaking up behind you, looking over your shoulder. Facade grant. <laughs> Let's go. We have a we have an interview with my my new boo, uh, Jody Buyas, who's the new green up manager. She's going to tell us all about this really cool program where you can get trees, trees. or cleanups for free. They'll come and hook you up and awesome. fix your park. We're here in the Fancy Parks Department headquarters in Holden Heights with my new friend, Jody. Jody, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name's Jody Bias, and I have lived in Orlando for almost 20 years and worked for the city for almost 14. 14 years. I know. And I know you because I've done a couple of service projects with you in the past Yeah. Uh, with Keep Orlando Beautiful. Right. Can, can you tell people what Keep Orlando Beautiful is? Sure. Well, it kind of speaks for itself. It's a volunteer program that's administered by the city of Orlando Streets and Stormwater Division and Public Works. And it basically engages the community just to be more involved, to partake in, um, you know, cleaning up, painting up, anything to keep our city beautiful, also on a, on a surface level. But then also, you know, we dive a little deeper and get into recycling and waste management and things like that. Awesome. So I know there's also like a graffiti cleanup thing that is part of it as well. Don't you have a new graffiti person? So we have, we do, KOB does administer the city's graffiti program um, where citizens call in and report graffiti and we either remove it, we definitely document it, or we get it to the appropriate 
internal or external organization to love it. get removed. Yeah. And I've seen you in person digging halls, planting trees all over Orlando. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's one of our beautification efforts is planting trees and keeping it nice and green. Which is interesting because now your new role with the city is with Green Up Orlando. Is that right? Correct. And now you're and it's the manager, Green Up Orlando Correct. manager. The actual title is Natural Resource Manager. Okay. Um, we like titles. Right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Very it's Game fun. of Thrones. I'm yeah. like, I really like that title. <laughs> so it is overseeing the Green Up program and also Bill Frederick Park at Turkey Lake. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's, Okay. So we'll get into that. Sure. Can, can you tell people what Green Up Orlando does? Sure. So Green Up Orlando is also a volunteer program where we engage a community to partake in greening up with more of a focus on tree plantings and landscaping and of course a little bit more within our parks okay Mm -hmm. uh and i know it was founded in like the late 80s it was okay and it was primarily to like enhance the tree canopy correct and um get education out there um a little bit more about trees and also schools okay uh what's your favorite tree my favorite tree that's such a hard question kind of like your what's your favorite movie i really like right now my favorite tree i think is bottle brush just because it's a pollinator um you know they look they're you know they beautify and they uh, just like any tree they add shade and drought tolerant right all that uh Mm -hmm. what you give those out for free is that under the green up orlando um well, under the parks division, they do have a street tree program. So okay. um, that's something you can look up online. And, you know, there's a variety of tree programs, um, the street tree, but also the energy saving trees. So Green Up necessarily doesn't do that. We'll plant, you know, in a neighborhood or a park, but we don't necessarily. Sometimes we will do around Arbor Day. If we're doing an event, we'll pair it okay. and we may give away some trees then. I love that. So that's something people should keep their ears open yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. And I know since you do service projects, it's the summer, so it's going to be light on service projects. It is. It's just not Thankfully. the... Right. Yeah. It's not the best time to plant either, um, but just because it is so hot, but mm-hmm. also, you know, we don't want anyone... You know, we want to be careful in the extreme heat and, and weather this time of year. We will do them, but, you know, in the mornings for a very short time and not anything to large scale i i'm always the one that gets heat strokes so i totally get it <laughs> uh, yeah it's scary right yeah <laughs> just go hard are. go hard playing <laughs> trees you can do it <laughs> uh so then that being said are there some certain like annual events that people mm-hmm. should be looking for if they want to get involved sure so when the fall starts to come back around we um do a day our day of service which is usually somewhere around 9 11 okay um and then we just start doing a little bit more in the fall as you know see what out see what's out there that has a need and we also get a lot of requests just all constantly which is wonderful that we have such a um engaged you know community requests for what uh just to do service projects okay um and that a lot of times comes from local businesses and corporations or a neighborhood themselves is like hey we could use some love you know can we organize an event so and then what would you bring to that so say a neighborhood Mm -hmm. association out there 
uh, thinks their their hood looks a little janky, mm-hmm. what what are the steps they do, and then what do they get in return? Sure. So they just um, we set up a time um, for Green Up to go and take a look around and meet with the neighbor or other as many neighbors as possible. Okay. And we just kind of take a look around. They give us a wish list, and then we determine what we can what we can do. Um, we always follow right tree, right place, right plant, right place. Um, and then we, um, that's that, and that basically means not just planting something really nilly. Right. Like, like we want to make sure, for example, that if we plant trees, we're not planting under a power line, you know, or too close to structures okay. or safety, things like that. Holler at Edgewater Drive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we just, um, take a look around and look and see what we can do and then determine that. And then we work together to determine a date. And make sure that there's definitely going to be volunteers from the neighborhood. We want that buy-in, of course. And then bring in extra volunteers if we need to. Greenup provides all the needed tools and supplies. And all this is free. Yes. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, we don't charge neighbors mm-hmm. to do greenups, you know. I, I don't know if you want to call it free. We all, you know, contribute to taxes and things like that. Okay. So it's just, but, you know, we don't, you know charge anything for our services for i love sure. that yeah. what a thing to give back that's so important yes definitely. uh jody thanks for your time where Thank can you. people find more information um you can go online to the city's website cityoforlando.net and then find parks and then with that you'll find green up green up two green words up. green yep. up two all right words. thanks jody thank you Oh, that was a good interview, Brendan. That's Jody. Fantastic. Shout out to Jan Rahill, who Jody is replacing. Jan retired from her position, which opened it up for her to just swap over from Keep Orlando Beautiful into Green Up Orlando. I love hearing more stories about the people who keep the city beautiful, uh, especially people like Jody. Yeah. Uh, you got kids out there? In the world, people? Anybody listen? (laughs) Yeah. John, you got any kids somewhere? (laughs) Not that you know of. Regal Cinemas is offering $1 movies on Tuesdays and Wednesdays starting next week. Dollar movies. 10 a.m. Take them. It's called Summer Movies Express. Family friendly movies. Take your kid. Get them out of the house. And into the movie theater. And into the movie theater. Uh, I got a question for you. Okay. Shoot. Districts, naming of districts. Do you care? Should I mean, peop, should a developer be able to name his own district? His, first of all, sexist. <laughs> uh, second of all, uh, I'm going to go with no. I don't think they should be able to name their own district. Who they can should? name their own development. Okay. But their own district? What if their development is the size of a district? Like the villages? Sure, or Hourglass District. I mean, I, I think you can call it that. It doesn't mean that's like the official name of it. Now, if everybody wants to say that, you uh-huh. can't stop them, I guess. The reason I ask is that I'm going to stir the pot a little All bit right. here. There seems to be a little bit of sparring between a new fledgling Main Street. Like a Curry, Curry Ford, Ford West, West, right? And, and Hourglass District. And... Main Street people who might want to just say they're the only ones that are allowed to name a district because they're city-sponsored or nonprofits, and that's their game. Okay. Versus someone like Giovanni who owns the Hourglass District bought like 
arguably a district's worth of land yeah. is curating local businesses to move into retrofitted businesses and retrofitted buildings. And he's calling it the Hourglass District. All right, now, now, so now that I know the whole premise here, uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I will say, I, I don't think you can tell somebody who owns a bunch of property that you can't just use the word district in your, in your title. I guess. Now, are they an official district? Well, no. But why? What makes an official district? Well, I mean, doesn't the city grant official district? Isn't College Park a district? Isn't Soto? Is it or no, not Soto? It's I feel like we kind of just name them sometimes, right? Like North Quarter was not a top-down decision. That was three main developers just out, like in the Uptown District, which is what the city was calling it. These three developers went through a branding process, and they called it the North Quarter District. Yeah. And now everybody uses it. Kind the of. The city still has the Uptown <laughs> signs up if you, as you drive up North Orange. Really? And it says, now entering Uptown. Nobody's saying Uptown. No. They're all saying North Quarter District. And so, like, who, and is that less valid than something that the city says? No, I don't think it's less valid. I no. guess I wonder, like, I mean, is it? Does it come down to a control thing? We want to be able to name our parts of town. I think uh, it's an interesting move, right? So as we and we kind of touched on it before, this boroughization of Orlando, yeah, districts, neighborhoods, identities. We're coming to the point now where there's like pods of activity in these neighborhoods where people don't necessarily have to leave. You could live, work, and play in certain neighborhoods and not totally. have to leave. And I know there's a lot of people in like Ivanhoe Village that just like will live and die in Ivanhoe Village. And that's their space to be. And it's just interesting to see those differences. And so that's it's been on my mind this week and I was wondering what you yeah, had to say well, about it. I mean I like I said I guess if a developer wants to call his or her area a certain district, yeah. they're more than happy to. Like Bodie McBoatface district. Exactly. Like, who are you to but say they can't do that? If you, I guess when it comes down to like officially designated, well, they're not the official district unless they want to share their interests too. Like, would they ever share with the rest of Curry Ford West? Could they ever partner? I think there seems to be a little bit of a cockfight <laughs> in the sense that. Uh, Curry Ford West is investing in branding, right? Their own specific branding and websites and whatever of that district. Uh, Hourglass is a little bit slicker, right? In their designs and they're faster because it's privately led versus public. So I don't, I think there's a clash between those two. It'll be interesting to see what happens. What if you live there? What do you call it? You think if you live there, I don't think they've called it anything. And so that's, I think the residents nearby had an issue with both of like dude we just live here and now because of these two names our property values are skyrocketing our our taxes are gonna go up yeah people are tearing down giant old growth oak trees across my street to build a mixed-use tower you know because now it has a name once you name something it calls attention to it and and that's part of this like growing back out into our suburbs and these exurbs like that Curry Ford area, that was just like a sleepy in-between place. True. But and one of the last bastions of like affordable, really cool older buildings, you're going to see a huge flip now that it has not just one name, but two. Have ten names. Ten names. <laughs> if, if houses keep going up, they can call whatever they want over there, I think. I, 
Yes. Some people might say. It's just easier to market. Yeah, I, I still consider myself College Park, despite right next to the quote-unquote packing district, mostly because nothing's been built yet. But, like, are you feeling that pinch now? Not Do you hear yet. more people talking about it? Not or? here and there, but I haven't seen one thing go up yet. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of things get knocked down. Because now that I'm writing about homes that are for sale over there. Like yeah, people are homes doing, are more, just, I mean, homes in my neighborhood have gone up a little bit. Although we just posted one at Sponsored House on Thursday. It's around the corner. Come live by me. Right? For 210000 Yeah. 2-1. Yeah. You're not going to try to find a 2-1 for 210000 in College Park. You're hard pressed. I paid less than that for my house. And you'll be right up the street from our buddies at Standard Motorcycle Company. True. If you're looking for a husband. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'll be. <laughs> you don't have to go far to find a husband. I don't. Scotty's always lurking somewhere, yeah. waving his hand at me like Beyonce. Did you hear about this this styrofoam straw plastic ban the city might be putting a in place? A little bit, yeah. So they're, they're, they're trying to put this through the council, right? Yeah, they'll be voting on it on Monday. Where they're the going to ban styrofoam, like you said, plastic straws, plastic containers, probably plastic cutlery. In utensils, public spaces. So things that are owned or operated by the city. So city venues, parks, places where lots of people congregate. That the city operates. They're not going to tell a, a business that you can do it. Not yet. Not yet. Not this is going to be like the Amway Center or the yeah. wherever. Or yeah. if you're doing like Earth Day in the park at... Lake Eola, you're not going to, none of those vendors who are using it are going to be able to use styrofoam, plastic, or straws. Yeah. And I say good. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I can see where people won't. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is more costly for certain vendors and all that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the cost of doing business, but Sounds I, and I'd like to see less of it used. Yeah. But I can see where people will be upset about it's it. It's cheap. It's not, it's not cheap. Styrofoam is cheap. Or I can't, oh, yeah. oh, can't no, say styrofoam. Is. Polystyrene yeah. is cheap. It's cheap. The S word is trademarked and copywritten. Yeah. So polystyrene, I don't want to get a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, think, you think it'll pass? I think uh, it'll be interesting. I'm trying to think who's on the council. I think it's going to pass. It's yeah. already, they already, by the time we hear about these things, it's already going to happen. It's true. So by the time we see it on the agenda, they've all workshopped it for like three years They've already talked about it behind closed doors, and then we see it in the agenda pop up, and it's they'll see marked for approval. Usually, when it's marked for approval, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, short of like Patty Sheehan forgetting her herself, I'm trying to be nice, or like, <laughs> or like someone who's running for uh, mayor's office and trying to like drop the mic and assert themselves publicly. What about these swans? <laughs> it's Queenie and I can't. I'm yeah. not. I'm not buying that sensationalism. Buying no, I keep. I'm. People keep telling me to write about this. You don't think Queenie needs a lover? No. And why is it such an issue now? Before, I think it's just budgets are tight, and now they're trying to crowdsource cash to buy more swans. Why don't we just take care of the swans we have? Like, what's the mortality rate of the swans at Lake Eola? It's not oh. great. How long do they live? Not as long as they should be. No. And I and my so like what's happening? And I, I tell you, people overfeed them. Oh yeah. They get sick. The water's not great. You know. Yeah. Sometimes they kill each other because oh, they yeah. fight. And so, and they're not. I can't remember what the price is. Do you remember what the price is? They're How saying much it in the fundraiser. Is? No, I don't. I don't know. 
It's it's like tens of thousands, right? It's, right. Not, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. You tell tell people what you're talking about. No, well, I mean, I, from what I gather, there's a, a lonely swan out there that just wants a mate, and Brendan doesn't want it to have a mate. Maybe she just wants to be an independent woman. Maybe. And not have to worry about a man trying to make her a babies Very all the time. Very true. Maybe Very she just true. wants to exist. Does she know sign language? Is this like a Coco situation? <laughs> and she's saying bad gorillas, I need so a they're, I need They're a trying man? to find some male swans to be her mate. And I don't know how it's working out. Maybe she's a lesbian. I just be. feel like there's a situation here where, like, why are we forcing the swan on her? She can, <laughs> there's interspecies breeding. She could be breeding if do we know she's what, Randy? Like a turtle or something? I don't. Do we know? Is she like rubbing <laughs> up on things in the pool and she's and we're like, oh, she needs someone. Who are we to say that that swan has to be breeding? <laughs> Nobody. That's, that's all I have to say. We're do gonna we, we're gonna let everybody go on that note. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. That was all Arnold Palmer's. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. Thanks for thanks for hosting us for Ace this Cafe. episode. We Ace had, Cafe. Uh, we're so full. We didn't even talk about events, but we have our event picks posted. Go to bungalow.com. Go check out the event picks. There's lots of crazy things happening this weekend. Maybe I'll rhyme them off really quickly. All right. There's uh, one magical weekend is happening all weekend. Super gay, super fun, lots of pools. Check it out. Golden Gals live at Parliament House. It's their last run. It's just what it sounds like. Golden Girls with Drag Queens at Parliament House. Creative, that already happened. Hail Satan. It's I want to go see this. New documentary at Enzian. It's about Satanism <laughs> and the placement of a Baphomet sculpture in the fight for religious freedom. Super exciting. Happening through June 6th. Florida Prize Exhibition Parties happening right now. And then you get to see the exhibition through the summer over at the Orlando Museum of Art. Go check that out. Orlando Pride is playing this weekend, too. Billy Elliott at Winter Garden. Culture Pop Printmaking at the Art and History Museum. And we got to go. You got to go see a movie. We're out. See you guys next week.